Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, lads and ladettes to the dueling club. I'm Al. And I'm Jen. And that was a weird intro, but okay. You're ha- you should be happy I dropped my fake Italian accent. This is true. Because that was going on for a while. Yeah, we do a sound check before we even start, and for some reason, he was mildly offensively Italian. I was feeling my Ezio Auditore Differenze. I was feeling it. You were, you were, and there was nothing I could do about it, and I was like, hmm. You have a problem with my Ezio? I have a problem with you being weird. That's fair. (laughs) I I can't argue with that. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So, what's up? How are you? What have you been doing? Living it's been a week for life. us. It has for been you, a week. it's been a few days. For us, it's been a week. Yes. Um, <clears throat> nothing really. I got my new comfortable chair. It's very nice. Nice. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been working, learning stuff. Ooh, I got my first customer. That's all mine. Yesterday. I know. Obviously, you can't give out details. That's pretty I neat. I can't. I know. And they have like eight things that I need to keep track of. I okay. just say things, but you know what I mean. Like subscriptions and stuff. N- no, they have they have a lead and, and seven billings. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, that's good. That's one that's customer. I'm a, I'm gonna have like twenty customers. Okay. I mean, spreadsheets. Yeah. No, seriously. That's all it is. It's and making sure that I understand what they need and helping them get what they need. Correct. Yeah. I was already doing that before, but it never seemed like it was too much because it was always a regional thing. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it within a region, I had like a hundred customers. Yeah. So it's not whatever we're, we're we're getting into business when we really shouldn't get into business but whatever um that's the least fun thing we could do right now yes oh i started eating better again good and i had gone all the way up to where i was before but now i'm down seven pounds nice yes so like everything is a journey every journeys have ups and downs and sometimes you got to go backwards in order to go forwards that's that's what they say sometimes. That's what they say sometimes. So I'm here saying that that's true. There it is. And guess what today is? Do you know? You what told today me earlier. So I'm gonna is? be like, oh yeah, dude, I have no. I, I know. Okay. It is your anniversary. Yes. Oh my god. It's it's okay. So we decided that we're gonna celebrate every month until we no longer feel like celebrating every month. So we could be in our 80s and still celebrating every month of our relationship, but whatever. You know what? What's the problem with that? Exactly. I don't see it. I think everybody should do what works for them in their relationship. Yep. So we're at 23 months. Next month is the big two-year anniversary. Isn't that crazy? Like, well, you and I just talked about it, but it does not feel like I've been with him for two years. Nope. It feels like it was just yesterday. Yep. Mm. It also could be because you have, you know, old person memory. I don't have old person memory. I remember just about everything. All the time. Oh. So if anything, I have young person memory. 
For you. I mean, I was kidding, but okay. <laughs> oh, and like, How dare you. welcome to all of our new listeners. So you asked me, I told you earlier that we have new listeners. Yes, you did. Um, and I think I might have numbers. had a, yeah, I think I might have had a hand in that or not. I don't know. But I think what the hand I had, oh, so I've been on TikTok recently just watching people. And you know, on your for you page, do you have TikTok? Uh, uh, yeah, but I don't use it too much. I kind of okay. So me. I really just watch videos. Yes, I I don't actually actively participate for the most part. Mm. I was watching a video, not on my for you page, but it's somebody that I follow. But it's like if this came up on your for you page, you're obsessed with Harry Potter, and you're this, and you're in your thirties, and like, true. you know. We should be friends. And I was like, oh, my God, that's totally me. And you might say I'm obsessed with Harry Potter because my I have a Harry Potter podcast. And the person whose video it was mm-hmm. was like, hey, that's awesome. What's the name of your podcast? I'm always looking for new things. Listen, they asked. And I was like, oh, it's the Dueling Club. We're on everything. And it's me and my brother. And literally, like, the day afterwards, we had seven or eight new people. Oh. Okay. Hi, TikTok people. So, if you're from TikTok, welcome. We love you. Listen, what I said bad about TikTok is just because I am basically a mental boomer when it comes to TikTok. There's nothing wrong with TikTok. Yeah. No, I just watch videos. I know. I'm just saying, though. Because I was like, "Eh, TikTok, it frustrates me. Well, no, it can frustrate you. That's fine. True. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm a mental boomer. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, oh no! Not that they're all being a boomer either. Ah. <laughs> Stop trying I've to fallen, offend people. I've fallen down the. Did like... you see what happened what? on our on our Facebook page? What, 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 what? So, uh, Max was like, first of all, how dare you? Yes. Second of all, something else, and I was like, that's why I told him to apologize immediately. Max, you have no. No, don't make me tell you to apologize. No, I was going to say something that would be, like, sweet, but it's weird. Yeah, you know, there's a fine line. Hey, Max, what's up? Well, I was going to say, never mind. No. Nope, just say hi. Just say hi. Hi, Max. You have lovely feet. No, stop it! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to. Okay, no. No, no, no. We're, we're, that, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, Al does not like have okay. a foot fetish. I don't, exactly. I don't. I've never seen Max's feet. I don't want to see Max. Why are we down this, <laughs> this road? Got this got weird. Okay, Potter anyway. Podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just made things super awkward. Listen, I'm funny, but sometimes to my detriment. A little bit. A lot bit. of times to my detriment. A little bit. Um. So Harry Potter. So Harry Potter. We are in, we're still in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. My question to you. Yes. Is the Harry Potter store in New York is opening this summer, definitively? It's opening in October. Oh, August. My bad. So the end of summer? Yes. Can you take days off so we can go? So, mm-hmm. our friend, Marianne. Hi, Marianne. She's coming in October. Yes, she is. So I'm taking days off, a few days off in October. Yes. To be able to spend time with her. Smart. Let's go in October. If we you say go, things that are smart, and I like them. <laughs> if we go in August, it's mm-hmm. going to be packed. Factual. 
so if we wait a couple of months, it'll still be busy. Because let's be honest, Harry Potter fans were always going to support the stores and stuff because we love merch. Um, we are merch fiends. Yes. Yes, we are. I have wooden kitchen spoons, a bunch of limited edition books. I have much. Oh. Very little in comparison to some people. Oh. Like, you seen the, the Potter Collector on YouTube? Yeah. No, we're not going to go there. Why does he so, have Why does he have versions of Harry Potter in languages that don't even that aren't even spoken anymore? How's because that's awesome, dude. I'm not I saying I want to it's get weird. them. I want to get them in Spanish and French. I want. I definitely to. want to get them in Spanish. I want to get them in Spanish and French. I so I told you we all we got a bookcase recently. Yes. Or we talked about that in the one of the last whatevers. Or you and I did. Whatever. We did. Um, so we got a bookcase recently that we just put into our living room. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting... I, I've already put my addition, my special Ravenclaw editions. Um, I put the ones where the spine looks like... Has the picture of Hogwarts. Yes. And the three... The set of three that I got you for Christmas... That Marion ended up getting me for my birthday last year. Is it the illustrator right or is it no, the... No, no, no. Those ones right there. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I put okay. those there too. It's got the, the Tales of Beetle the Bard, I think, in it. And um, Quidditch Fantastic the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and Quidditch the Ages. Yeah. yeah. So I put those on the mm. shelf. And my, my Funko Pop McGonagall. She's on the shelf. She's watching over everyone. Nice. I approve. Yes. But I'm going to fill that up, my section anyway, because the other section is going to be like video games and things that we don't want in the entertainment console because it makes it look cluttered. Mm -hmm. And then we've already talked about getting another one because Mm -hmm. I have books. Yes. I have books. I have all of my books in boxes and I hate that. I want to get more bookshelves. I want to. I'm going to. I already got one that's behind you. Yes. So here's the thing. Yes. You and I will talk about this later. Yes. But I think that you should focus more energies on finding a new place to live and then in decorating that new place. You are correct. I've already... Look at my second monitor. Okay. I've been looking up this stuff. Yes. And, uh, where is it? But basically, I've been looking on how yes, to get yes, an above-ground yes, yes. pool. And there's yes. a guy who did a 20-foot, like, diameter, like, concrete slab. And then mm-hmm. put an above-ground pool and then created, like, a little deck for it. With, like, like a ladder and stuff. He lives in Texas. And that was last year. Do you remember what happened since last year in Texas? Yeah. It's gone now. Yeah. Okay. But I like the idea and so that's what I want to do in the new place that we buy. Hey, so let's actually get back to Harry Potter now. Yeah, why have we turned this into just like talk hour? We have the we have we have phone calls for that. Okay, which sometimes well, I answer. You don't, sometimes you don't answer. Dude, do you know how hard it is for me to focus on anything when I'm on the phone with you, besides talking to you? Which well, is because like I'm a awesome. great. I'm taking it back now. <laughs> nope. Not to compliment yourself like that. No. Nope. Every Be once humble. in a while, let me compliment. Hey. My- no, 
That is a thing that we need to talk about. True. Sometimes you just need to compliment yourself. Because we spend a lot of... We, in general, and you and I specifically, spend a lot of time down-talking ourselves, down ourselves. Every once in a while, you have to be like, you know what? I am the ish. And I said ish because this is a family-friendly show. And you're show. very old. And I just aged myself. You did? So anyway. Anyway, Harry Potter. Yes. The Goblet of Fire. Now chapter, I feel super old. Chapter 24. That hurt my heart. Chapter, <laughs> chapter 24. Read a Skeeter Scoop. Did we really just do that? Yeah. Okay, anyway. Okay. Before we talk about that, yes. what just happened? Uh, the Yule Ball. The Yule Ball. Ron is hopelessly in love with Hermione. Doesn't know it yet. Doesn't know it yet. And they had a really bad... They had a really bad argument about it. Yeah. And we also were like, "Mm, Victor Crumb's a little predatory. But moving on. He is so predatory and no one talks about it because he's hot. Stop. Yeah. And we found out that Hagrid is half giant. Yes. But I mean, we done knew. Yeah. We, like... If, it you, if you obvious. know in this universe that there are goblins and dragons and stuff, yeah, and Hagrid is described as being three times as tall as a normal man and five times as wide, are you going to pretend you didn't think he had some kind of giant blood in him? I mean... Because trolls are distinctly like smelly and ugly and kind of... Uh. Yeah. So he's and not he's H- not Hagrid's part troll, not so that. he's part giant. He has yeah. to be part giant. That's just like logical. Yeah. So what else did we learn? Igor Karkaroff and Professor Snape are on first name terms, so that's never good. Yeah, they're homies and I don't like it. Yeah. What else did we find out? Oh, that Dumbledore found a room full of chamber pots the other day. It was like one random Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, he just mentioned it. Yeah, he just mentioned it. Yeah, he just mentioned it. One Christmas random. Yeah. That is not my Dumbledore impression, by the way. No, you're being really weird with accents today. I'll go back to Italian. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So moving on. So now that we have a recap. Yes. Oh, and Sirius sent him a letter via Hedwig saying, be be mindful, be watchful of everything that's happening. Remember to keep an eye on Igor. And you did a really great job with the dragon in the first task. Excellent work. Love you. Bye. Yeah, checks out. Yeah. So now we're on to chapter 24. Episode 30 of the regular episodes for season 4. There you go. You're, you're so smart. I made sure to look that up. <laughs> um. Oh, maybe, maybe less <laughs> smart then, but still good. No, that's smart because I remembered to look it up. True, true. Okay. No argues. Um, Harry... So it starts with everybody getting up late the next day mm-hmm. after the the Yule Ball. Makes sense. Makes sense. They just had a night full of fun. Well, specifically Neville. Oh, was Neville out until danced all after night. After midnight. Yes. Neville danced all night. Or maybe into midnight Jenny. would be the correct way to say yeah. it, put it. Anyway. But anyway, everyone gets up late. The common room is quieter than it has been and it's basically because everybody's really tired mm-hmm. and Hermione has her bushy hair again and she's like hey Harry I use a whole lot of Sleek Easy's hair potion 
to make it work. Um, way too much work to do regularly, but it looked nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like Hermione and Ron are overlooking their fight. They're ignoring it. And they're it's, acting oddly formal with one another. It's one of those fakes, I, a fake I forgive you, because it's like, listen, I forgive you. Please pass the marmalade. Thank you. Yeah, it's like, listen, I forgive you, but if you mess with me one more time, I'm going to rain fire and brimstone down on you. You get very melodramatic sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Anywho. But it's true. Because they, they're one good argument away from having a fallout. Yeah. Anyway, Hermione is hardly surprised to hear that Hagrid is a half-giant, as I mentioned. He is too large to be a human, though giants typically are 20 feet tall. And there must be decent giants, just as there are decent werewolves, so, which is a fair point. So Ron, to keep the peace, doesn't say anything. But when she's not looking, he, fully he shakes his head disapprovingly. And it's like, you have to remember that Hermione is muggle-born. She doesn't understand the implications in the magical world of what giants are and what a half-giant means. Well, it also she sounds just, like, to me, the magical world has never gone through a period of, like, trying to be progressive. No, no, never. The only thing they've ever tried to be progressive about is blood status. And even Which then, so even then, even then, true. It's not like anything that's like pro- prosecuted. Someone calls someone a mudblood, pardon my French, is like not a big deal. Yeah, it, it's frowned upon. Yeah, but no it's one's not something come after said you. in decent society. Yeah, but no one's gonna come after you for it. Yeah. Whereas, like now, if if you say anything, like like the N word or the R word or the F word, I'm not gonna say them because you know what I'm talking about. Like you will be. You might get put canceled. in the limelight, and you as you should be. Yes, those are things that shouldn't be said at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, it just feels like the the magical world at this point is not a very super progressive um, society. Well, how would you expect it to be progressive if they've literally relegated themselves to the shadows? They can't be outed because when they've been outed, they've been persecuted to the point of darn near extinction. Well, that, that's where the whole, like, theory that, like, the magical world has gone through it with, like, normal society. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say bef- during World War One, maybe? Around that One time. and two. Because, like, the, the numbers don't add up for how many students there are in Hogwarts as compared to, like, the, the population of the UK. But remember that... Not all UK students, not all UK they're, magical they're youth are going to go to Hogwarts, to Hogwarts or go to magical schooling at all. Yeah. True. But it's just like a very small amount. Like how many students are in Gryffindor in, in Harry's year? Like five. Yes, but we have to also remember magical, first magical war. Yeah. But it wouldn't have decimated the wizarding population that much. It would have decimated, it did decimate the magical population to some degree, but remember, because of what happened, and the fact that there were spies everywhere, and Death Eaters everywhere, a lot of magical folk didn't feel safe sending their kids. So there's probably a whole bunch of magical people, magical underage people. School age magical. Yes, that's what I was trying to get to. 
who are at home learning from their great aunt Matilda instead of learning from McGonagall. True. I just feel like there's a lot of factors, but the numbers just still don't add up. And remember, there's also, we we had the episode where we talked about magical schools. In that episode, we did mention that there are a lot of smaller, not as prestigious. True. Um, not accredited, so That's to speak. That's the one I would say is probably the biggest contributing factor. Because what if there's a small, little, unknown place in the middle of London where, like, 20, 40 students go every year? And imagine they're told about how big and prestigious Hogwarts is, and Hogwarts has, like, a smaller, like, year size because, you know, it's it's a difficult travel, or not really, but, like, let's say... Nothing is difficult, really, in the wizarding world. Um, yeah. Let's be real. If you, if you could tell, if you could just apparate wherever wherever the heck you wanted, I have a question about apparition. Very quick, people who are listening, but, I'm going to stop so and continue. Be very careful because you might run into spoiler territory. No. Okay. How far can one feasibly apparate? So, I would say that it's as far as you really want to go. Because if you can um, visualize your destination and you have enough determination to get there... Is it just is it harder the further you go? I would say so. Because it's harder to visualize that. It's harder to, to have the destination clear enough in your mind where that's where you go. Apparition has always been like the, the flimsiest, most like least understood yeah well then just use the flu network no i'm just saying though in terms of the rules of the flu network in different countries i don't think so i think you'd have to speak with those specific countries ministries of magic i think your best bet is to use the flu network to the edge of your country and then use a port key to get over any kind of like body of water or like bit of land that but why not just use a port key to go from there to there from point A to point B. Because I think port keys seem like the further you go, the more, like, can happen. Yeah. Unless you have set port keys. What if you go through a storm in a port key? That sounds terrifying. Uh, well. That's why, didn't they mention, like, conditions being clear or something when using a port key? I don't know. What do we have to look more into? I'm very curious. But I would think that there would be a way to do, like, magical airport, magical port key port true and we know that magic can affect weather yes to some extent so oh in general yeah okay anyway all right we just went uh, and, off uh, on a tangent we're, i'm 100 percent doing so much research tonight because yeah. i've had these questions i never like took the effort into actually like diving into them yeah. so i'm curious what other people think yeah so um she says there must be decent giants, yeah. just as there must be decent werewolves. We know that there is a decent werewolf. Yes. We've yeah. met him already. And we know there's a decent half-giant now. Yeah, exactly. So she's not wrong, but I understand Ron being like, you just don't get it because you're muggle-born. And again, Ron is is brought up in a wizarding household that is not very progressive in terms of outside of humans. Because again, blood status, and the Weasleys don't give a heck about blood status. Yeah. But it seems like... There's still some remnants of... There's still some prejudice there yeah. because of 
I mean, I mean, not for no reason. Werewolves, like Fenrir Greyback... Are typically... Are typically vicious. Giants, there are historic... There is historical evidence. And not even just historical evidence. Recent evidence of yeah. it. So... Of and giants, we'll talk about you know, that being, in a little bit. Being, you know, a yeah. little less friendly to wizarding kind. And by a little less friendly, I mean like killing them. It so happens. So moving on. Yes. And non-wizarding kind. True. Okay. True. So, um... Now that the holidays are over, Harry is worried, not just about school, but also about the upcoming task. You know, it's going to be on February 24th, and it looks a whole heck of a lot close, closer. After Christmas. After Christmas. Yeah. Um, and he still hasn't figured out the eggs riddle. He has taken to going up to the room and holding it and opening it up and trying to see if he can decipher things from the screeching but the one thing the one thing he won't do is go with Cedric's clue because he kind of infinitely hates Cedric right now so wait a second he even says he threw it across the room at the wall not really thinking that that would help but maybe but listen sometimes (laughs) And you're right, he's not willing to listen to Cedric's advice. He's like, he could have been more straightforward. When I found out about the... I said dragons. I said dragons. And he's like, take a bath. What? (laughs) (laughs) So, so, I'm just going to say Cedric's clue is better than Harry's. Yeah. It's better than Harry's. Harry's a dragons. What does no, that mean? He said dragons were there's four of them. It looks like there's one for each of us. Okay. And what that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but it helps you know that what you're facing is dragons. Okay. What are we gonna do? How to train your dragon? <laughs> that was a cute movie. It was a cute movie. The thing is what I mean is that Harry's thing is very It's yeah. a broad thing. Dragons. Fighting them, capturing them, training them. Um, but his is take it, take it, and, and 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 do it. And the clue is very obvious. Yeah, it's it, very obvious. But he's not thinking that, he, especially as he sees no, 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 Cedric saying, and Cho walking around hand in hand throughout the castle. I'm saying in a chapter's time. Yes, it will be very obvious. He's like daggers at Cedric yes. and longing at Cho. I'm just saying. Listen, he would stab Cedric. He might. Like, he might want to. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, he's just not having any of it. And he's like, I don't know what it is. And I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, classes resume and no one is looking forward to care of magical creatures. Because Blast ended Scrooge. Yes. And, and Ron is like, oh, don't worry about it. Well, they'll be able to keep us warm either, you know, from running away from them or from them blasting off and nearly burning down Hagrid's hut. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, lo and behold, they get down to Hagrid's hut and they're met by this woman they've never seen before who's like, hurry up, the bell rang five minutes ago. And this is where we meet Professor Grubbly Plank. What's her first name? That was my bonus question on the Harry Potter quiz, which we should do after this. Or we'll be here at the beginning of the next episode. That one could, that one got me for... I have to like, repeat the question. Repeat mm-hmm. the question. 
Hey, Alexa, can you repeat the question? Because I, I couldn't figure it out, but I know. I can tell you. She doesn't say. Dumbledore she just says, my name is Professor Grubbly Plank. Nope. Dumbledore says later. What's her name? Wilhelmina. Exactly. Anyway. I literally, I cracked my brain open to figure that well, out. Well, I'm going to have to reread that book in a moment anyway. True. Um, anyway. So, ignoring Harry's question about Hagrid, she leads him to where Unicorn is tethered. So, first of all, yes. Harry's like, who are you? Where's Hagrid? Um, I am Professor... She's like, I am Professor Grubbly Plank, and like, I'm your temporary you? care... Are you? Why are you? <laughs> right? And I'm your temporary care of magical creatures teacher. Mm-hmm. Where's Hagrid? He's indisposed. What's wrong with him? Never you mind. It's not your business. He's like, excuse me, it is my business. And she's like, uh-uh. We're doing the lesson. Stop. Which is fair. Yeah. So, again... She leads them to further away from Hagrid's hut. That is, like, all of the shades are drawn. You can't really see into it. They don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. And they go a little bit further into the woods and they see a unicorn. Yeah. Um, Which it, I, I wish they had shown this scene. Oh, it's kind so of pointless, but it would have been really cool. Because it also expands upon the, the Hogwarts grounds. Because, like, we're told that the... Um, Abraxan winged horses are in some paddocks mm-hmm. that the Hogwarts grounds has, and it's also where the unicorns are. But like, why don't we ever see it in the movies? Yeah, well, and I like the way that it was described in the chapter. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, obviously it's December, January, and they're like, oh, it's snowy on the grounds, and with all the snow that's there, and you know, they're in a beautiful forest, so the snow is pure and white. The unicorns are shining so brightly white that the snow looks gray in comparison. Fair enough. And that's when she's like, boys, they don't really like men, so you need to stay behind. They prefer a woman's touch. Another question that that was on the same set of questions, a normal one. What color are unicorn foals? Oh, they're not white. Nope. They're like gray. Nope. Brown. No. What color are they? Gold. <gasps> They're so pretty. Imagine. Exactly. That I remembered. Okay. Straight up. But I, I don't remember that. Okay. It's, it's in the same thing because um, it's like a. Is it this one? I think it's this one. It No, I think it's the next one. Next class, right? With her, I think it has the fools. Maybe. I, think it's I don't class. know. But they don't talk about it right now. Yeah. yeah. So. As the boys are hanging back, Harry's like, I wonder where he is. Is he in his house? Is he sick? And Malfoy's like, oh, he's not sick. He's just too too ashamed, ashamed to show his face. Um, well, he's like, he says something along the, the lines Prophet. of to show his big, ugly face. Yeah. And now comes a copy of the Daily Prophet showing uh, the story from the most heinous. It says, oh, yes, from the most heinous Rita Skeeter. Mm-hmm. And the title of it is... Dumbledore's giant mistake. I could I could throw her away and I would be pleased. So to make a long story short, it's basically hey, hey um Professor Dumbledore 
has Albus Dumbledore has been known to make some really eccentric decisions. Um, but now he's hired. Now we find out that he's hired someone who isn't completely human to be a teacher and nobody knows about it. And he has a history of it. And he has a history of it. And you know that she's referring to Lupin. I, I could throw her away. Re- yeah. And then she's like, and on top of it, he's, he's crossed um, creatures. He's mm-hmm. crossbred creatures to create these blasted screws. Which is an illegal um, practice without which, the consent or notification or yeah. whatever or approval. And whatever. we find out that his... Um, so... We're looking at it, and she says, I'm going to read this to you. As if this were not enough, we found out that he's not even a pure blood wizard. He is, in fact, not even pure human. His mother, we can exclusively reveal, talking about Hagrid, mm-hmm. is none other than the giantess Fridwulfa, mm-hmm. or Fridwulfa, yes. whose whereabouts are currently unknown. And this is what we find out about giants. Bloodthirsty and brutal, the giants brought themselves to the point of extinction by warring amongst themselves during the last century. The handful that remained joined the ranks of he who must not be named and were responsible for some of the worst mass muggle killings of his reign of terror. While many of the giants who served he who must not be named were killed by Aurors working against the dark side, Fridvulfa was not among them. It is possible she escaped to one of the giant communities still existing in foreign mountain ranges. If his antics during care of magical creatures lessons are any guide, however, Fridvulfa's son appears to have inherited her brutal nature. Um, and then it also says, in a bizarre twist, Hagrid is reputed to have developed a close friendship with the boy who brought around you-know-who's you fall from power. Thereby driving Hagrid's own mother, like the rest of you know who supporters, into hiding. Perhaps Harry Potter is unaware of the pleasant truth about his large friend, but Albus Dumbledore surely has a duty to ensure that Harry Potter, along with his fellow students, is warned about the dangers of associating with park giants. Um, ew, I don't like Rita Skeeter at all. She is a hateful, hateful woman, and she should not be allowed to communicate to anyone let alone to the wizarding population. That's me. My thing that that's that incenses me the most about someone like her is the fact that they try and spin it to make people who are potentially aware of the situation ignorant as if, like, Hagrid is hiding something. Yeah. And, like, yes, he hasn't brought it up, but this is exactly why. Yeah. Why the hell would you ever be upfront with people about your lineage if people will use think it, you weaponize let, it against you? Exactly. Why? So, like, do I fault Hagrid for not telling me? Well, absolutely not. And then, and then she just makes it. She makes it sound so like righteous. Yeah. Like, does he know? Because if he doesn't know, he should. Because he needs to be aware of the dangers of giants. And it's like, um, Hagrid has been around forever and hasn't hurt anybody. So, well, no what one, are you well, no about? one is aware of that because of of Chamber of Secrets. Mm. He was exonerated. Yeah, but still, people are gonna have that back there. 
Well, and she does mention that he was expelled. Yeah. In his third year. Yeah. But did she mention the fact that he was, like, wrongly expelled overall? Like, no. again, he was exonerated. No, why, why would she? she that is unnecessary that information. Because that doesn't go along with her narrative. Exactly. That's what ends up happening. This is why, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally going to bring it here. This is why everybody needs to be a good consumer of, or of data, of information. If you don't understand something, research. Make sure that what you're researching is a reputable source. What you come back with is a reputable source. Peer reviewed if necessary. Please, 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 please. Facebook, YouTube, not reputable sources. I'm sorry. I, I, I agree. I. It's a, it's a good place to find the beginning yes. of a topic that you like. But that's when you... Even Wikipedia is a good place to find it. Mm -hmm. Wikipedia actually has to have links to things. Mm -hmm. So use those links to find more information. But also remember that Wikipedia is updated, or Wikipedia, 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 is updated by... People. Regular people. people. So, and, I mean, other people do verify that information. Mm -hmm. But also, like, if something sounds biased or sounds too ridiculous... Do a quick Google search and look for, like, a reputable source. And if you're not sure, you can also do Google Scholar searches. Super easy, and it'll come back with peer-reviewed articles, which means that the articles have been reviewed by other people in that same field to make sure that it follows the correct standards. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. It's one of my things because I just, it bothers me so much, especially with the time that we're in now, that people don't do the, their due diligence to research stuff and just go by, well, so-and-so who doesn't have any training in it whatsoever told me that if I do this, my hand's going to fall off. Like, what? Uh, my favorite thing is when people read, like, the title of an article on CNN. Oh. And immediately that's factual in their mind as opposed to actually reading the article and it being like nothing like the title. Guys, guys and gals, <laughs> and however you identify, please, please, please don't take anything at face value, whether it's from Fox News or CNN, whether it's from the Associated Press or the Wall Street Journal. Research it yourself. Almost as from the onion. Take that for face value. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Please. Like, we we live in a day and age where everything is so accessible, but nobody seems to want to do the work. Mm -hmm. Research. Goodness. Yeah. Sorry. Rant over. Yes. Anyway, about what you just read, Mm -hmm. Rita's article, um... I think before before that whole piece, she mentioned like students being attacked and stuff like that about a uh, crab getting bitten by a flipper oh, yeah. who have no teeth. By the so way. first, Ron's first reaction mm-hmm. is, "How did she find out?" Yes. Harry's reaction is, "What do you mean, uh, crab got bitten by a flopper worm? It doesn't even have teeth." Yeah. And crab is just smirking over in a corner, and Malfoy's like, "Well, that'll get him fired." Like what? Yeah. Why would you do that? Just because you're an, a jerk? I was gonna say a bad word, and you I did were. not. I wouldn't have been mad at you. But after Harry reads the article, 
Yeah. He's like too incensed to even want to like exist in this reality. He can't pay attention to class. He just wants to like I don't even know. What do you do when you're that mad? What do you do when you're that mad? I stop. I stop everything I'm doing for a second and I'm just like in in horrified disbelief. And then I spring into action. I do that, and then I get mad. Well, horrified disbelief, mm. and I spring into action fueled with the anger and hurt, essentially. Yeah. Like, it... it so, mm. I, am, I am a person who has been divorced. Yes. And when my... When that relationship stopped... Yes. I was in horrified disbelief Mm -hmm. and then I sprang into so much action that I ended up getting a promotion at work like I I moved to a new position relatively quickly Mm -hmm. um, in the department that I was in and then I started looking for other things and I started going back to school and I learned how to make bread I love homemade bread Oh, I love homemade bread too. But literally, like, I was so hurt and annoyed. Like, those were the things I did. But literally that day that the relationship ended, I went to work. I worked a full eight hours. I was super duper productive. Came home and moved all of that person's stuff out. As you should. Like, literally... I was so hurt and angered that it made me superhuman and I moved everything. (laughs) So that's a good example. Like, way more information than you guys probably wanted to know or needed to know, but you asked. So there you go. True. Um, Back to Harry Potter, I shouldn't ask a personal question. Not that I don't like to hear your response. Yeah, we've turned into random, like, Harry Potter personal stuff. Which is kind of okay. Yeah. But we, but we need also... to rein it in. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Okay. Anywho. Uh, Malfoy uh, states that, like, no one's going to want their children to be taught by Hagrid anymore because of his, his parentage, his lineage, which is stupid. Yeah. And but at it's the end fair, of the because, class... again, they're not progressive. Yeah. Continue. So, because it was unicorns, let's be real, all of the girls were super duper happy. Oh, yeah. Um, at Even the Hermione end of it, was kind of like, ooh, this is Yeah, the at the end of it, Pavardi's like, oh, that's way better than any of Hagrid's lessons have ever been, and I hope uh, Professor Grubbly Plank stays. And Harry's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, this is what I thought care of magical creatures would look like instead of dangerous things that could harm us. Um, and like you said, even Hermione's like, that was a really great lesson, um, and I hope, you know, I hope we get more lessons like that. And Harry's like, really? What about Hagrid? Oh, well, it's fine. And that's when Harry hands Hermione the newspaper. And her first question is the same as Ron's. How did she find out? Like, she's not allowed to be on the grounds anymore. She's not, like, does she have a spy on campus? Um, and yes, I said on campus. Uh, or maybe she has an invisibility cloak like Harry. Who knows? But she's not allowed to be there. So how did she get the information? And 
Hermione's like, maybe she was hiding um, in in the bushes, listening. No, we would have seen, oh, like you guys did. That's what she says. It's like, well, we weren't hiding to find out secrets. We were just there. And um, we would have seen her. So they're like, what is going on? You know? The interesting thing is that there are sor- a certain um, story elements that if we bring up are like way too obvious in case someone is listening to this for the f- like and hasn't read the books and they're reading along with us or something, which if by now it's been months, like you've probably finished the series a million times over and watched all the movies and done the whole, oh my God, why is this missing from the movie or uh, from the movies that makes no sense kind of phase. Um, but like there are certain things that we can't bring up that will bring too much attention to certain story elements like yes no i know what you're talking about so we're we're giving you all of the information that we can give you without outright saying and this is why yeah okay um so they decide that they're going to go try to see if hagrid's available after they have divination um and they go and they try and they try and they try and he doesn't answer Mm-hmm. So they end up leaving and Hagrid is gone the rest of the week. And Grubbly Plank continues to teach them. Hagrid is not even visible doing any of his groundskeeping stuff. So he's legit taking this hard. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it makes sense to me. He was outed. Mm-hmm. He was outed when he, it was his story to tell. He hadn't told it to anyone except for Madame Maxime. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's out in the open and everybody knows. And he's facing pretty harsh discrimination based off of what Rita Skeeter wrote. And we know that the magical world is a little bit backwards and a little bit not with the times. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't he think that something would happen to him? Look at what happened to Lupin when they found out that he was a werewolf. He was an excellent teacher, but they started legit they, they didn't having start, issues. But it, was, it was bound yes, to happen. It's something that's understood. Yeah. yeah. He knew it was going to happen, so he's like, no. He knew it was going to happen because he had faced it his entire life. Mm-hmm. As soon as somebody found out that he was a werewolf, he was done. Mm-hmm. So... Of course, Hagrid's going to believe something similar is going to happen to him, even though he's given them no inclination to believe that that is the way he is with all of the years that he's been there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what happens. Um, so more time goes on and... Skip ahead before February, though. Skip ahead before February. The next Hogsmeade visit is halfway through January. Um, And Hermione is surprised that Harry wants to go. uh, Because she's expecting that he'd want to take advantage of the common room being quiet so that he can work out what the clue from the egg is. And he lies. He lies. He's like, oh, um, I reckon I got a pretty good idea what it's about now. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, really? Well done. Really? Really? 
Come on now. Um, they still have five weeks left, after all, so he's thinking he's going to figure it out yeah, before Yeah, he, he's got plenty of time, even though he's been working on it for... Since when? Since Halloween? No, when did the first task take place? Because the, the... September. Was it? No. No, because you're thinking of the movie. Yeah. Halloween was... Because the Triwizard Champions were chosen on Halloween. Yes. So November. It, November. So November. it has been months. Yeah. Technically. Yes. Yeah. He still hasn't figured it out. How do you think he's going to get in five weeks is he, if, he's been, is all up, if he's been trying well, for so long? He's kind of Where's putting it, it on the back burner. And he's like, I'm not going to really figure it out today. But if I go to Hogsmeade, I might write into Hagrid. And I might persuade him to come back to doing what he's got to do. So let's just go. Yes. So the three of them are our favorite trio, leaves together. Um, they pass by the Durmstrang. Dur- really? Durmstrang is right. Durmstrang ship, and they see Victor Crumb uh, dressed in nothing but swimming trunks. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he's going to dive into the lake. So that was our adorable mom who, that at that. Was our mom who just realized that I had come over because I came in and we started recording almost immediately. Yeah, you were sneaky a little, a little bit. <laughs> but it was such a nice little surprise and she looked so happy. True. And then she was like, oh my God, I'm interrupting you guys. And it's like, listen, it's already it's, done. Get yeah, over here. You already interrupted. Stay and talk. Yeah. Ah, moms. But yeah, he was going to dive into the lake. He came out in swimming trunks, diving into the lake. Listen, sometimes when we're just ready. When there's snow out. Sometimes we're ready. <laughs> we're just ready when we're yes. ready. Exactly. Oh my goodness. So, and like, of course it comments on how skinny he is, but he's a lot tougher than he looks because he just dove into freezing water. Yeah. And Hermione's like, it's a lot colder where he comes from, so I suppose it feels quite warm to him. Mm. And Ron was like, yeah, but there's still the giant squid. <laughs> we love that giant squid. We we really do. So they end up going to um, Hogsmeade, and they go to the three broomsticks, um, because Harry suggests it. He's like, I think I've seen Hagrid there. So they go in there. But one quick look around, and they know that Hagrid isn't there. He stands out. We've already said he's three times the size of if a you, regular. If man. you walk into a room and you're looking for Hagrid, and for some reason, I'm not sure if he's here, you don't have eyes. Yeah. It would be like, imagine when Andre the Giant was alive. It would oh be God. like walking into a room looking for him. Yeah, basically. Unless you're in a room with, I don't know, Rest NBA peace, players. <laughs> Rest in peace. But unless you're in the room with NBA stars, I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to find Andre the Giant. Quick aside. Very, yes. very quick because I'm going to continue because we can't keep on going on tangents. But, do but you can know... we, though? Listen. Okay. Anyway, do you, do you, know, do you remember who Chi-Chi Devane is? Vaguely. From Drag Race. Yes. Uh, the yes, queen yes, yes, who yes, was, yes, like, yes, pretty yes. broke or whatever. And she has, like, one of the most infamous, like, interactions with Michelle... Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't have money. And Michelle's like, that's no excuse. You don't need money, which is completely nonsense. Incorrect, but go ahead. Because you need anywhere from like 5000 to $60,000 to compete in Drag Race. 
Yeah. She passed away last year. Oh no. Rest in peace. Or it might have been early this year. But it was very sad. It was very sad. Anyway. Why we gotta make things sad? Because I said rest in peace and the person immediately goes to my mind is first Alan Rickman. Aww. Exactly. And then this like current event stuff, which would be Cheech Devane. Anyway. <laughs> so we're gonna go here. Um, we're gonna go back to what we were talking about. Yes. So in the three broomsticks they don't see anyone, but they sit down at the bar well, they go up to the bar and they order three butter beers from Madame Rasmurta. And they're cool. And then all of a sudden, Hermione's like, does he ever go into the office? Look. And she's pointing into the mirror behind the bar, pointing at Ludo Bagman. Um, the answer is no. What is he no. doing there? Apparently, he never goes there. So they just see him all the time. And they're like, uh... Right there... Ludo's like, hey, Harry, I've been trying to find you. How's everything going? You good? Um, And he's like, and I wonder if I can have a private word with you. Mm. And he's like, "Um, okay. So he's like, well, I just thought I'd congratulate you again on your splendid performance against the Horntail. Really superb. Um, And Harry's like, thanks. But he couldn't tell... He's like, that's not everything that Bagman wants to talk about. Mm. I can tell he wants to talk about something else. Because he could have just congratulated me in front of Ron and Hermione. Mm -hmm. And um, he sees Bagman glance into the mirror over at the bar at the goblins who are watching him and Harry. And we know from the first book, Hagrid told us, Goblins are are interesting creatures. Don't mess with them. They're really great with money. Don't mess with them. That's what Hagrid basically said. So he's like, what's going on? He's like, absolute nightmare. The English isn't too good. It's like being back with the Bulgarians at the Quidditch World Cup. But at least they use sign language another human could recognize. This lot keep... Uh, gabbing and gobbledygook and the only one word of gobbledygook um, that I know bladvak it means pickaxe um, so I'm not going to use it in case they think I'm threatening them <laughs> listen <laughs> so Harry's like what do you think they want and Bagman gets sketchy he's like er, well um, they're they're looking for for Barry Crouch. Barty. He says Barry. He says Barry. He says Barry. It's Barty. But he says Barry. Why are they looking for him? He's at the ministry in London, isn't he? Uh, matter of fact, I don't know where he is, says Bagman. He's sort of stopped coming to work. He's been absent for a couple of weeks now. Young Percy, his assistant, says he's ill. Apparently, he's just been sending instructions in by owl. But would you mind not mentioning that to anyone? Because Rita Skeeter's still poking around everywhere she can, 
and I'm willing to bet she'd work up Barty's illness into something sinister. Probably says, um, probably say he's gone missing like Bertha Jorkins. Remember Bertha Jorkins from the beginning of the of the book? How could we forget? Um, Actually, you could forget pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, have you heard anything about Bertha Jorkins? No, said Backman, looking strained again. I've got people looking, of course. And Harry thinks to himself about time. <coughs> and it's all very strange. Harry. She definitely arrived in Albania because she met her second cousin there. She left her second her, her cousin's house to go south and see an aunt. And then it just seems like she vanished. Mm-hmm. As you do sometimes, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but why are we talking about Bertha Jorkins, blah, 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 blah. And he lowers his voice and he's like, how are you getting on with your golden egg? And Harry's like, uh, not bad. And it says, untruthfully. <laughs> <laughs> True. um, and he's like, this is when Bagman gets super sketchy again. And he's like, listen, Harry, in a really low voice, I feel very bad about all this. You were thrown into this tournament. You didn't volunteer for it. And if, and he gets closer to Harry and gets even quieter, if I can help at all, I'll prod in the right direction. I've taken a liking to you. The way you got past that dragon, we'll just say the word. Sketchy, sketchy, sketchy. Listen, if it's from a friend, fantastic. But he's supposed to be an impartial judge. Exactly. He's a judge of this. That's not okay. Like, it's really not okay. Harry even says, we're supposed to work out the clues alone, aren't we? And Bagman's like, impatiently, well, well, yes, but come on, Harry. We all want a Hogwarts victory, don't we? And he says, have you offered Cedric help? Ooh. Ooh, we got him. Ooh. We got and him. And this is when, when Bagman kind of frowns a little bit. No, I haven't. I, well, like I said, I've taken a liking to you. Just thought I'd offer. And he said, well, thanks. But I think I've near, I'm nearly through. Near, blah, 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 blah. Words are so hard today. I don't know so why. So hard. I'm telling well, you. Well, thanks. But I think I'm nearly there with the egg. Couple more days and I should crack it. <laughs> He wasn't entirely he sure. He made a pun. Yeah. He did. <laughs> he did. And he wasn't entirely sure why he was refusing Bagman's help, except that Bagman was, he says, almost a stranger to him. And it feels like somehow accepting his help would be more like cheating than asking Ron and Hermione or Sirius for help. For sure. Yeah. And it's like, well, duh, Harry. It feels like it would be cheating because... It is cheating. It fact. would be cheating <laughs> because he's involved in the setup and the execution of the tournament. Like, it is, in fact, cheating. Yes. Harry, your, your, your sense it's that you feel... It's not like cheating. It is cheating. <laughs> I love that in books. It's so funny. It's like this. No, it is that. <laughs> Are you sh Yeah. No, that's what it is. I don't know. Harry's adorable. So Bagman looks affronted and he really can't say anything else because that's when Fred and George pop up. And they're like, hello, Mr. Bagman, can we buy you a drink? And he's like, uh, no, 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 thank you, boys. And he's like, I got to go. 
Um, and they're like, Ugh. so Harry goes back to Ron and Hermione, and they ask him what it was about, mm-hmm. and Hermione is like, he shouldn't do that. He's he's one of the judges. And anyway, you're already worked it out, haven't you? And he's like, uh, nearly. Well, I don't think Dumbledore would like it if he knew that Bagman was trying to persuade you to cheat, said Hermione. I hope he's trying to help Cedric as much. And Harry's like, he's not. I asked him. Yeah. And Ron says, who cares if Diggory's getting help? And it says, Harry privately agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Sassy oh, Harry is just too much. Yeah. So, anyway... It's his world and we're living in it, to be honest. Sorry, continue. Yeah. So, they leave, and as they leave, Hermione... Um, as they leave, they actually bump into someone they don't want to bump into. Um... I got a little sidetracked. Sorry, my mind just went somewhere else. And who do you think that they bump into? Who? It's Rita Skeeter. Oh, how lovely. Ugh. Can her band extend into hogs? I mean, I I wish it couldn't. It should. It should. Why why, why shouldn't it extend into hogs? I mean, her band from the Hogwarts grounds? Technically, it's not the Hogwarts grounds, but like, listen, that student body... Helps those businesses exist. You can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. So she actually walked in as they were getting ready to go. And she's um, comes up to them. And, well, Harry, well, she doesn't actually come up to them. Harry says really loudly, are you trying to ruin someone else's life? And a few people look around. And she's like, Harry, how lovely. Why don't you come and join? And he says, I wouldn't come near you with a 10-foot broomstick. What did you do? Why did you do that to Hagrid? The scene he makes in the, the, the this right now? Yes. Perfection. And she's like, our, our readers have the right to the truth. Have a right to the truth, Harry. I am merely doing my, who cares if he's half giant? There's nothing wrong with him. The whole pub, quiet. Yep. Madame Rosmurda was uh, staring over from behind the bar, apparently oblivious to the fact that the flagon she was filling with mead was overflowing. So Rita is taking this moment to indulge, and she smiles, and... She grabs her bag and she pulls out her quick quotes quill. And she's like, well, how about giving me an interview about the Hagrid you know, Harry? The man behind the muscles, your unlikely friendship and the reasons behind it. Would you call him a father substitute? I don't like Rita Skeeter at all. Not even a little bit. I only want bad things for her. So Hermione stands up abruptly and she says, you horrible woman you don't care do you anything for a story and anyone will do won't they even ludo bagman 
And, oh, and Rita Skeeter says this super coldly. She says, sit down, you silly little girl, and don't talk about things you don't understand. I know things about Ludo Bagman that would make your hair curl. Not that it needs it. Damn, Rita Skeeter, you didn't have to drag poor Hermione like that. Like, she's a teenager. And you're dragging her? You're an adult. Act like Is she it. an adult? I mean, chronologically, yes. Mm. The years are there. If we're to carbon date her, fine. Um, and... Uh, let's go, said Hermione. Come on, Harry, Ron. They left. And Ron says, she'll be after you next, Hermione. Let her try, said Hermione. I'll show her, silly little girl, am I? <clears throat> oh, I'll get back to her. I'll get back at her for this. First Harry, then Hagrid. And Ron said, you don't want to go upsetting Rita Skeeter. I'm serious, Hermione. She'll dig up something on you. She's like, my parents don't read the Daily Prophet. And she can't scare me into hiding. And Hagrid isn't hiding anymore. He should never have let that excuse for a human being upset him. Come on. Good job, Hermione. Precisely. Good job, Harry, for standing up for Hagrid. Good job, Hermione, for standing up for everyone. Mm -hmm. And good job, Hermione, for once again being like, no, I'm angry. We're not going to let her ruin anybody's life. Let's get not Hagrid. Anymore. Let's go. Not any more. So they return to Hagrid's hut and Hermione pounds on the door. And guess who answers it? Who? Professor Dumbledore. Well, she starts yelling at the door as well. Let's not forget that. Yes. She starts shouting, mm -hmm. pounding on his front door. Hagrid, Hagrid, that's enough. We know you're in there. Nobody cares if your mom was a giantess, Hagrid. You can't let that foul Skeeter woman do this to you. Hagrid, get out here. You're just being... And that's when Dumbledore opens the door. Yes. Um, uh, we, we wanted to see Hagrid, said Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yes, I surmised as much. Uh, why don't you come in? Oh, um, Okay. So they go in, and Harry's like, hi, Hagrid. And Hagrid's like, no. No. In his very raspy, hoarse voice. And Dumbledore's like, oh, I think I should make more tea. Because <laughs> you have company, apparently. And then Hermione is goes a little pink, and Dumbledore smiles at her and continues... Hermione, Harry, and Ron still seem to want to know you, judging by the way they are attempting to break down the door. <laughs> of course we still want to know you, Harry said, staring at Hagrid. You don't think anything that Skeeter cow... Sorry, Professor, he added quickly, looking at Dumbledore, and this is my favorite line from this chapter. I have gone temporarily deaf and haven't any idea what you said, Harry. <laughs> said Dumbledore, twiddling his thumbs and staring at the ceiling. Uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore People is have awesome. so many bad things to say about Dumbledore, but like... Well, there's a lot to say. Yes, but the thing is, is that 
Man, Dumbledore, he tried to do the right thing. He has his moments. In, in the That's end. That's all I'm going to say. In he has end. his... We're not going to go any further with that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, eh, right. Um, I just met Hagrid. How could you think we'd care about what that woman wrote about you? And Hagrid... Oh, oh, two fat tears leaked out of Hagrid's eyes Mm -hmm. and fell slowly into his tangled beard. Like, dang, he just let himself go for a week. He's, like, real sad, you know? Yeah. Um, Living proof of what I've been telling you, Hagrid, said Dumbledore, still looking carefully up at the ceiling. I have shown you the letters from the countless parents who remember you from their own days here, telling me in no uncertain terms that if I sacked you, they would have something to say about it. Not all of them, said Hagrid hoarsely. Not all of them want me to stay. Who gives a damn about the other ones, though? That is what Dumbledore says. Sorry. (laughs) He says, really, Hagrid, if you are holding out for universal popularity, I'm afraid you will be in this cabin a very long time. Not a week has passed since I became headmaster of this school when I haven't had at least one owl complaining about the way I run it. But what should I do? Barricade myself in my study and refuse to talk to anyone? And Hagrid croaks out, yeah, but you're not half giant. Bro, there are such worse things you could be, man. And that's what Harry says. Harry says, Hagrid, look at what I've got for relatives. Look at the Dursleys. Listen, I'm not saying I've read this book a lot, but you can (laughs) tell it maybe has influenced me a little bit. Yes. Dumbledore is like, an excellent point. And he says, my own brother, Aberforth, was uh, prosecuted for practicing inappropriate charms on a goat. Listen... That's unfair. It was all over the papers, but did Aberforth hide? No, he did not. He held his head high and went about his business as usual. Of course, I'm not entirely sure he can read, so that may not have been bravery. Dang! That's so mean, because Dumbledore knows that his brother's no slouch. Yeah. But he's like, listen, he broke my nose, I don't like him. A little bit of a spoiler, sorry, but it's necessary in this moment. Ow! Hello, how are you today? Stop it! That was a good spoiler, though! <sighs> yeah, it really doesn't change anything. It doesn't. Okay. At all. But still, watch yourself. No. Okay. That requires I'll watch you a then. mirror. Then I'll watch you. Ah, uh, heck. Um. And Hermione says very quietly and very calmly. Come back and teach, Hagrid. Please come back. We really miss you. Oh. And he cries a little bit more. And Dumbledore stood up and he's like, I refuse to accept your resignation. And I expect you back at work on Monday. You will join me for breakfast at 830 in the Great Hall. No excuses. Good afternoon to you all. Just done. Dumbledore has spoken. Your resignation? No. (laughs) No. But sir... I said no. That's it. You don't argue with Dumbledore. Who argues with Dumbledore? Oh, people who don't have their jobs anymore. Yeah. So, Dumbledore leaves, and Hagrid 
with really, really red eyes, said, Great man, Dumbledore. Great man. Um, so they're, they're sitting there, they're talking to him, and Hagrid actually ends up showing them a picture of his dad. And he's like, here, look, here's a picture of my dad. Um, and he's, he's, he's sitting on top of Hagrid's shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Hagrid was about seven or eight feet tall. And he couldn't have been more than 11 in the picture. And he's like, that was just, that was taken just after I got into Hogwarts. Dad was dead chuffed, which if you don't know, means super happy. Yes. I uh, thought I might not be a wizard, see, because I'm the mom. Um, of course, I never was good, great at magic, really, but at least he never saw me expelled. He died in his second year. Dumbledore was the one who stuck up for him after his dad died, got him the gameskeeper job. Um, gives trust people, gives people second chances. Um, he'll accept anyone at Hogwarts so long as they've got the talent. He knows people can turn out okay even if their families weren't, well, all that respectable. But some don't understand that. And he goes on basically to say, I don't understand. And, um, and he's like, I've been an idiot. I'm not bothering with her no more. I promise you that big bones. I'll give her big bones. So the, the trio just looks at each other nervously. Um, Harry would rather have taken 50 blasts and his goose for a walk than admit to Hagrid that he had overheard him talking to Madame Maxine. But Hagrid was still talking, apparently unaware that he had said anything odd. Because literally that's the only time he's ever said something about Big Bones or Big Bones had come up in the conversation with Madame Maxine mm-hmm. where he's like which side did you get it on after he confessed to her that he's half giant and he gets it from his mom's side mm-hmm. and she's like I'm not half giant I just have big bones and he's like yeah okay big sure. Um. so you know what Harry This this is when he gets super super duper sweet and kind and he's like you know what Harry when I first met you you reminded me of me a bit mom and dad gone and you were feeling like you wouldn't fit into Hogwarts remember not sure you were really up to it and now look at you Harry school champion and then he looks at Harry and gets really serious you know what I'd love Harry I'd love you to win I would really love that. It would show them all that you don't have to be a pure blood to do it. You don't have to be ashamed of what you are. And show them that Dumbledore is the one who's got it right. Letting anyone in as long as they do magic. Uh, how you doing with that egg, Harry? And Harry's like, great, really great. Yeah, all is well. And Hagrid's I, I miserable face broke into a wide, watery smile. That's my boy. You show him, Harry. You show him. Beat them all. Yeah, but Harry feels ashamed because, again, he has to lie to Hagrid. And Hagrid is so in his corner on his side. Yeah, he actually, it actually says it doesn't feel like lying to everyone else. It feels bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Harry 
realizes that he has to swallow his pride and try Cedric's hint. Finally. Yep. It's it's worth it. If anything. Yep. Let's let's figure it out. And that is the end of this chapter. We got all over the place with this. We did. But But you know In a decent way, I think. In a yes. And only one spoiler that isn't really a spoiler. Yes. Me. I don't like it. Don't me don't be spoiling stuff no more. I spoil everything. No, you don't. Now that's just a little excessive. I'll, I'll say it. Anyway, so that's the chapter. Yes. Rita Skeeter's a terrible woman. Yes. We don't like her. True. Um, Ron and Hermione have a begrudging truce at the moment. We'll take it. Yeah. Hagrid is half giant. But we don't care. We don't know. Yes. Oh, Mal. It wasn't like Malfoy who thought that he downed a bottle of Skelligro by accident. See, that's the dumb one. He should yeah. be ashamed of himself for being that stupid. Yes. Anyway. Um. Yeah, that's where we're at. Yes. So, we will see you guys next time. Which for us will be a couple of minutes. everything in between. Yes. Or everyone in between. Everything sounds really wrong. Yeah. Everyone! Because you're all lovely individuals. And you're valid and your experiences are valid. Oh, yeah! There it is. We'll talk to you later. Bye! Bye! Hmm. I'm hungry.